Speaking to um, my brothers in Christ, it's, it's, it's been a rough day, um, rough night for me. Um, and sometimes we're going to go through some things, just like as this topic and this conversation that we'll dive into and we'll dissect and we'll, we'll just approach it from so many different angles in depth, but also. <clears throat> Some of the times and things that we go through in life are some things that we cause on our own. Um, and then sometimes life just, you know, things in life just happen. <clears throat> but Isaiah 50 and 10 tells us, for anyone out there who doesn't know where you're going, anyone groping, trying to find a way in the dark, here's what <clears throat> God says, trust in God and lean on your God. And on your dark days, you need the light of Jesus. On these dark days, you're going to need those people that you walk with that's truly going to walk with you in this life. Um, because when you get to some crossroads, you're going to find yourself by yourself. But always know that God is right there with you. And I think professor said, as we call him, Reverend Tillman said, as we get into this kitchen table conversation as we sit here, that I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be all right. And I am okay. Because when you begin to speak and talk about God, things happen. Things change. Yes, sir. Even when prayer <clears throat> Prayer changes things. Yes, sir, I think Dr. May said it goes and we can't go and does what we cannot do. But when you're in these dark places, understand that you can be confused and, and, and don't know which way to go and you're trying to find your way and you're lost. But in those dark times, there is a light and that's the light of Christ. And that's what we walk in. Even when you're in those valleys, you still, God is with you. At every moment, and, and I'm so thankful that I listened to God and said, go. Knowing that I didn't want to as self, but he said, go. And he meant to go because the professor said, I have a word for you to say. I have something for you to say. So my moment of reflection is to continue to lean on God. Mm. Even when you don't even feel like, even when you're tired and you're sick and you're, and I don't mean the sick of, you know, just a physical sick, when they're spiritually sick, because sometimes you're going to be, your spirit's going to be hurt and you're going to go through something. We're human. I'm just a man. We're all men of God. We're just men. These, these are, these are, these are pastors. These, these are reverends that go through, but they're still just men. And they call me young Timothy. And I, I love the lessons that I get. And where I come from and, and where I get them because it it, it it causes me to cling on to those words and, and causes me to 
to reach out and go out into the deep, as we always say, to go out there and say, okay, God, I'm going out here not knowing, but I'm trusting in you. That's what it is. So when you're confused, trust yourself. Trust in God. Um, and sometimes people say, just follow your instincts. And, and I'll say, pump your brakes. <laughs> because sometimes your instincts isn't what God has intended for you to do. Even in the relationships you get into, even in the ministry you, you you're walking in, or you think you're supposed to be at, sometimes it's not the best fit for you. But understand that I think they say you're only right fifty percent of the time, but God is right a hundred percent of the time. So that's who He is. So your your perspective is just limited to that. But God is infinite beyond a, you know our own imagination can't even imagine you know what it is and so we look at how things go on and, and I just say that trust in God lean on God because he'll always be there don't count him out because when you're trusting in God you can't count him out he's the beginning and the end you have to begin with him he's in the middle of it and he's also at the end so when you're doing all three of those things, it's going to get hard. Lord, trust me, because it was hard for me just to come sit at this kitchen table. And I love this kitchen table conversation that we have. Because God always meets us right here at this table. But the physical me and me and my hurtness didn't want to be here. But I told him, God said, you have to be here. I'm like, I don't know why. I didn't question him why. I just got up and came. So here he is. He met me here. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring in this conversation that we have. I want y'all to understand that when we sit down here, <clears throat> it's not about us. It's all about God and, and the God we serve and, and what he lays on this table, we, how it's dissected and how it's just all set on his word and what his word is to us. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So. I just want to say for my moment of reflection is to trust in God and to lean on God in your darkest times. You praise him in, in the great times. Why not praise him in your darkest times? I know it's hard to praise him in the darkest time because you're hurting. And you're going through something. And you don't you just don't want to be honest. You just don't want you don't feel like it. You just don't feel like it. But it's something when something touches you, like I'm here, because I didn't feel like it. I'm hurt. I'm hurting, but I hurt. My, I, I'm the cause of it. But at the same time, God said, I'll take your hurt and I'll turn it around. I'll give you something to feed upon that man can't take from you. God, look at what well, God will do some things in your life. Boy, that would take those moments and just transform them. I'm, I'm excited right now because y'all, if you could have seen me even 10 minutes ago, it, it, it's, it's just, a, it's, just a, it's not me though. And that's the thing about it. It's not me. It's just that I was obedient to God and done exactly what God told me to do. And so he met me here in my time because I didn't have anything to say. I didn't know what I was going to say. I said, it's on God. I said, and, and he said, you're going to have to snap out of this. It's not, I can't snap out of it. I couldn't, but he snapped me out of it. So my moment of reflection is trusting God.
Let's lean on God. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Pastor Mason. Just listening to uh, Brother Sam as he gave his moments of reflection there and uh, uh, I'm looking at the times that we're in right now and a question that always comes to my mind is basically how big is your God? If you have big problems, then you have a little God. If you have little problems, then you have a big God. Thing is, it depends on how you see God. Is he just this uh, person that you call on and, and when you need a blessing? Or is he the one that you really believe it wakes you up every morning, puts the stars in the sky. And, um, you believe that he actually created the heavens and the earth. You know, it, how, how do you see him? Because right now, as the Bible says, we're living in perilous times. You know, and, and we're going to be tried. We're going to go through trials and, and tribulations and there's going to be so many things that's going to test our faith now to see if everything we've been saying is exactly what we believe. And these are testing times right now. Yes, sir. These are testing times for, for us <clears throat> as doing this ministry for such a time as this. Uh, many of us are having family problems and financial problems and uh, emotional problems and psychological problems, you, you name it. Everybody's going through some issue right now. And, and now is the time where if you've tried everything else, you need to try God. Because we always say with Jesus is the answer, well, let it be the answer. If you really believe that. But it's amazing how we'll try everything else. And then leave Jesus as a resort. And then find out once you chose him as that last resort, your problem solved. And you could have saved yourself a lot of headaches, heartaches, and pains in the meantime. But you decided to go a different route. I always found that over the years has been a learning experience for me that no matter what the situation is, is to always look to him first because that's what he wants. He wants to have presidents in our life. He wants to have first place. And if we give him first place, we'll find out life still going to be hard, but it'll be a whole lot easier. I think I heard somebody say one time, say, I'd rather be in the storm with Jesus. Than to be in the storm of battle. So, just wanted to say that uh, to make you think this year because I think even though we're living in tough times now, you know, with the pandemic situation going on, 
uh, and all the other things that's going on that's uh, basically causing death, which we're going to go into our lesson about uh, that particular subject. Uh, it's the time now to trust God. As uh, Brother Sam was saying, uh, we have nothing else. And nothing else that's reliable. There's nothing else that we can, can bank that's going to uh, keep their promise or their word. You know, even when we look at the politicians and the, uh, the presidents and all, you know, you, you can't trust man. Uh, man's been messing up from day one. Ever since Adam and Eve, he's been messing up. And so what makes us think he won't mess up now? And so... I'm going to put my trust in God and uh, we got to look at how big is your God? Because you're going to be tested to see exactly how big he is. And if you really believe that he is who he say he is, it's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. You said something. He said something right there that just really hit home for me. It's not how big your God is, but it's when you <clears throat> say, God, I trust in you, be mindful what you say. Mm -hmm. Because now you just open up the door or you, you said something that's going to be, okay, you, 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 trust, you really trust me. Do you have faith in me? Right. Okay. Then. So when trials and tribulations set upon you, it's like some people say, why, God, you take me through this. Right. But you just said that. I have faith in you, God. I trust you. But then you question it. Wow. Lord, how much do you love me? You said you have faith in me. So if I'm taking you through this, like you just said, you know, the things that we've gone through in our lives to get here, because we weren't always where we're at right now. We're not, we weren't always these Christians. Right. You know, right. We, we weren't always here. And we still have work to do. It's still a process, but we weren't always at this point. We went through some things to get here, so we went through some trials and tribulations. So it's, it's always that that just hit home for me. Just be when you say it, you know. Just I won't say you expect it, but there are some things that change going to happen. Yeah. But in order for them, to, it has to be a change. It's true. And and he's going to try to see if what you said was lip service or rather came from the heart. <laughs> Because it's kind of like, you know what? It's kind of like I'm sitting there and it's like a pop, slap, you know, God's head. That's why you're going through it already. I mean, Professor already said, though, he said, man, you know, what's one thing that you just, the worst thing you've been through? He said, look upon that now, look where you're at now, you know. Am I, am I? There yet? No. True. I think we had this conversation, you know, yesterday. I'm, I'm said I'm perfectly flawed. He said you're perfectly imperfect. Right. right. And that's just it. It's true. And uh, that's just just some things that mean. <clears throat> God has a way of showing you who He is. I'm gonna come be real. <laughs> if y'all have seen the way He came in here. Two different people. But I knew you needed this more than you knew you needed that. 
Because once you get into your moment of inspiration, everything else is, yeah, everything else is obsolete. We should have had the picture where it showed the before. And the after right now. Because when he walked in the door, like, you got to get past where you are. <laughs> but God has a way. And, and Brother Sam, even where, the way you came in and the way you are now, there's some people that are dealing with some stuff. He don't know how to get past right now. And a lot of it is death. Every year, death comes. It comes every day. But it oftentimes comes also right before Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. And Death is all around us, everywhere we go. Matter of fact, somebody didn't die since we sat down at this table to have our conversation. Somebody died this morning. Somebody laid down last night with plans for the day. I, I say this over and over. It seems cliche as it seems like. Don't you got nothing else to say? But it's true. Every night somebody lays down with plans for the next day. Think of all the people that when coronavirus hit like it did, all those people that died by themselves. Mary Mason and myself, we've experienced something that we pray you don't have to deal with no time soon. Both our parents gone. The way his happened was just mind-boggling. Dad dies, then mom turns around and dies later. Less than two months apart. <clears throat> Less than two months apart. And your dad, dad died what, in June? June 13, 2018. And my mom died March 5th, 2018. And then mom died August the 11th, 2018, less than two, two months ago. Death is coming. People play with death. I told Reverend Mason the other day, the reason some people don't take death seriously is because they still here. It's not them. It could be a loved one, it can be a family member, it can be a close friend, a close associate, a co-worker. A young girl at the school, her granddaddy was buried Saturday. Got a phone call this morning. Young boy, his dad died last night. All this right before the holidays. And, 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 and that's another issue we're going to try to put in, pull in here also. In Hebrews 9 and 27 makes a very profound statement. It says, and as it is appointed, stop right there, it's an appointment 
unto men once to die. But after this, the judge. That word appointment. You know how we're doing it in Mason. What I'm saying? We're going to look up this word in the Greek. It means to be laid away. <laughs> to lay, be laid by. To reserve. So, our death is in layaway. <laughs> True. There's a day we're going to get out of layaway. That is right there, what I'm saying. You just don't know when. But it's coming. It, it, it's coming. Yeah. This that is should, true. That should be fear of yourself. But people don't think about it because they're good. They're in good health. Young folks, a young Vera, ain't thinking about no death. Thinking about Instagram and doing me a TikTok and Snapchat and seeing how much trouble I can get into. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with social media contingent on how you use it. Yeah. But people do not, y'all, pay attention <clears throat> to death. They know it's all around. But look, even now, the numbers, social media, I mean, the numbers with coronavirus starting to climb again. Said it's going to really be a very bad weather. Some people don't even care. Some people think they're immune from death. I think we talked about this one time for that song, Death and the Beautiful Lady. Hmm. Lady was so beautiful that she could leave her door unlocked. No matter what, what bothered her, because she was so beautiful. And, one day death was in the neighborhood. <laughs> death stopped. Now she like, hey, hey, hey. He's like, no, I didn't come to get you. I just came to stop by and check on you. Let you know I was in the neighborhood. He said, but one day I'll be back. She said, well, before you come with you, give me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty. She didn't need makeup. She was just. Oh, this is very beautiful. This is out of a song. After a while, them good old eyes needed glasses. That mm -hmm. black hair started needing some hair color like I need right now. Said, <laughs> 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 so start putting makeup on the face. They they stopped by. She like, hey, I thought you said you were gonna give me a sign. He said, I did. In my eyes, goddamn. We went to the optometrist. <laughs> you liked your pretty black hair, but it started turning gray, so you put a little dye in it and keep that black black. Your footsteps got a little stronger. <clears throat> and that's how people treated death. death. Death is showing us every day, it's in the neighborhood. One of my biggest problems with this virus is there are some churches that believe it, some churches that don't. Some religions that, some, one political side believe it, one political side don't. 
And while people are dying, they fussing over whether it's man-made or mm -hmm. how it got here. And some churches say this ain't real and that ain't real and we don't wear masks here. We don't wear masks here. We ain't taking no temperature because God got us covered. It's a lot of people that say God got them covered and they're dead right now. said the only way he'll stop having churches if they really do arrest him or he ended up in the hospital. He forgot a third way he died. We've been fussing over stuff that don't matter. We're doing what T.J. said. We major in the mind and we minor in the major. While we're fussing about what it is or what it's caused by or whether it's real or whether it's not real, people dying and going to hell. Every day, people die. Old Pastor Reverend Brassard, where he used to always say, every year death has its known. It's true. And every year you and I have been excluded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I, I drove a truck, 18 wheeler for like 40 years. Uh, glad to be out of it, man. One day, uh, holiday was coming up, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Labor Day. And uh, talking to one of the co-workers, another truck driver, and uh, asking what he was going to do over the holiday. And he said, oh, just like any other day, you know, no big deal, you know, probably sit around, cook out, things like that, you know. Ain't nothing special, no big deal. And uh, a few days prior to that, just out of curiosity, I had been doing some research on the internet just to see how many people die in the United States every year. You know? mm -hmm. so I was checking it out, and he didn't know it, you know. And uh, looked it up, came up about close to three million mm -hmm. every year in the United States. So I got thinking right then. It was like a, a wake-up call for me. So I said, so every year when I see my birthday, that's 365 days that went by, and I beat the statistics. And I say, so every time me and my wife celebrate our anniversary, or I celebrate her birthday, or my son's, or my grandkids' birthday, we all beat the statistics. I say, now, we, we've, what part of that three million mm. this year, but what guarantee do I have that I won't be part of the three million next year? No. Now we're talking about three million. We're not talking about just a little handful of people, you know, 300 or 3,000 throughout the course of the year. We're talking about a number as big as millions, three million. And do you know when I said that to some people that it really didn't phase them that much? Because they really didn't see it. They didn't see the significance of that. You know how, how important that man? I'm like, that's three million. Death's going to come back this year. And it's going to claim another three million or more because it grows that much more every year. And it amazes me that people, when they see that, 
they really don't see exactly how blessed they are. They have loved ones that they were talking to the day before. Mm. Next day they pass. They have friends that they've spent time with, you know, just a few days before they pass. And, and they see exactly how close death is. It's just dodging them, just dodging them, going around, getting their friends, getting their loved ones, getting their associates, you know, getting their co-workers and stuff. But it's skipping them, skipping them. And they miss that their appointment time hasn't come up yet. And if I had death, which I do, jumping around me like that and that close, hitting, as they would say, hitting close at home, mm -hmm. I think I would be a little bit more cautious about how I live my life or get my life together so I won't have to try to get ready when it's time for me to be already ready. <laughs> But it's amazing how we play with death because it's like, okay, well, I, I see all of this happening, people dying, not only from the pandemic, what's going on with that, COVID-19 and, and everything that, that accomplishes that, but you have to still remember that there was a lot of death going on with all these other diseases and uh, ways that people died before the pandemic even came, came about. And so all that did was just increase the number of death a whole lot much more now. And so since death has intensified itself now, it's, it's taken a much more greater number on it. Don't you think that we would be more cautious about not only just making sure we're right before we die, but looking at our loved ones and trying to talk to them and warn them that one day they're going to die. And basically, and, and I hate to say it, uh, it's more prevalent now than it's ever been. But when I look at that, it, it, just, it just blows me away that that many people die in the United States every year. And I think it said it was, uh, uh, I think it was 2,830,000. Uh, 688 million a year, but also said it's 7,755 people uh, a day and 323 people per hour. You know, and for some reason, we think that we won't be in the number, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I think about when I hear? about anybody dying. <clears throat> One of the first things that comes to my mind is my condolences for the family, the surviving family. Mm -hmm. But then I think about was that person saved or unsaved? Right. Because if they were saved, they just went on to be with the Lord. But if they were unsaved, Luke 16, starting at chapter 9, verse 19. In hell, they're going to lift up their eyes. And there's no escape. There's no do-over. This ain't no purgatory. You don't come back and get a second chance. This ain't no, it's a holding place, but it's a holding place for the second bit. 
Because the Bible says and death and hell were thrown into a lake of fire. Not Mason, I, I just heard you say, if death was around me like that, why wouldn't I be spending more time getting myself together, making sure I got my business right, making sure that if I leave right now, I know when I close my eyes on this side, I'll wake up resting with Jesus. But this time of year right here, boy, people are going through some stuff. Yeah. I heard my niece say it, and I heard a couple other people say it. It don't seem like Christmas time. It don't seem like the holiday. Cause somebody made a song that said, Christmas just ain't Christmas without the ones you love. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, for the past three years, this is the third year, I know the real meaning of Christmas, right? Okay. Yeah. And please don't take what I'm getting ready to say wrong, but since mama gone, it's just another day. Right. Since certain other loved ones gone, from the world's perspective of Christmas, it's another day. Right. But knowing the real meaning of Christmas, that's always a valued and important day. Exactly. So much so, Brother Sam, I said, on Saturday, I'm going to go get 12 balloons. I'm going to say happy birthday. And I'm just going to release them. Happy birthday, Lord. Why 12? I don't know. <laughs> 12 months. <clears throat> 12 gates to the city. <laughs> so if you shoot for 12, you bound to get one of the <laughs> 12 pearls on the gates. That's right, because I think that... Uh, my son, he's 14 now, so every year since he was 14, there are ways we could be ever make write a birthday cake. Right. You know, and that's what it's about, to let them know that this is what it's really and truly about. Right. You know, instead of, you know, the gifts, but even they brought gifts, to, you know, they, brought, they, they did bring gifts, but that wasn't the purpose of it all. Right. And, and you know, Brother saying they brought gifts, but they brought gifts to who? And I, and I know a lot of, we might get a lot of, or some backlash, uh, uh, but you know, I'm used to that. Uh, uh, you know what I'm getting ready to do. Mm -hmm. the, the song you just sung, or you just quote, Christmas just ain't Christmas without the one you love. First of all, listen to the first name in the word Christmas. <laughs> Can, 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 we, can you stay right there, Tom? We, we still there with them. I, I we going to come back to Christmas. We're coming back. 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 But we know Christmas has been commercialized. Right. Yeah. But there are people right now that gotta spend this holiday. I mean, look at your wife. We were having a roof. Yeah. She ain't the same. It's true. Her 
her tradition for Thanksgiving was her and Ruth did what they did. <clears throat> it says she took on that burden. Yeah. All over the land, somebody losing somebody right now. Christmas. And sometimes the person that somebody loses, they already bought them a Christmas gift. Already wrapped up. through this holiday, this time of the year without that person. It's not easy. But the thing is is that people don't understand one day you're going to be gone. Whether it's before or after Christmas. And here we are, what, five days before Christmas now? No, six. Yeah, it's Saturday. In those six days, more people gonna die. Somebody gonna die on Christmas Day. Yeah. <clears throat> In those six days. And the biggest concern I have is not the concern that some other people have. Yes, they died, but were they right with God? Right. Did they have the business? Did you spend time with that person? You screaming and hollering and yelling and all that stuff now, they gone. But how much time did you spend with them? When was the last time you talked to them? People go through pictures. I got pictures of a friend of mine now, dead and gone. I tell people, you gotta take some videos. Because at least you can hear them again. Right. You can see them alive. They won't be back alive on this side right now, but you can, a, a picture's good, but, 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 but when I can look at you and you got that life in you and I can hear your voice, that'll bring me some consolation. Yeah, you know you were there at yeah. the time because there is a need. It, there is a need. That's, and not to get off something, yeah. and that, this is why I, I, I love these conversations that we have here because when you have that fellowship, when you have that church family, you know that something's going on with them. That's when you reach out, you know, when you have those conversations. So there's nothing that passed you by, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, like moments when, you know, they needed you, but you weren't there, or, you know, or you, sometimes people just swipe left on the phone. You know, don't want to be bothered. I mean, honestly, and I'm going to be truthful, don't want to be bothered because they're not talking about nothing, you know. At the same time, that could have been the last conversation that you had. But it happens. It happens daily. It happens all the time. We do it sometimes. I I made it a point to you know to say, hey, I just checked on you because you know, just because. Hey. Because you just never know. Let me tell you last phone call. How many times you seen a post or heard a person say, I can't believe they're gone. I just talked to them the other day. Yeah. Yeah. 